0: Welcome to Godly Grunts, where we teach soldiers to be better Christians and Christians be better soldiers. Uh, I am the Deacon of Death, John Cooper, and I'm Ba Ba Bronx. Hey, Ba A Little tickle. That's all good. So, what's up, Bron? What's what's going on with you? Uh, like I said,
1: like you and I thought, I was sick for a while there, battling bronchitis see that brawn bronchitis? bronchitis i'm usually yeah. giving people that bronchitis <laughs> uh kidney infection uh but you know as uh as uh
0: people would say daddy's back daddy's back <laughs> you're about to get the real brawn he's, he's been sick the past few times so yeah. that's good to be back you know it's
1: really good to be back at work be hanging out with you again you know I had to take some time off really focus on my health uh but you know, I'm hitting the gym again.
0: You know, about that treadmill, as you saw, the new all addition right. to the home gym the addition, uh, it's this you know, little <laughs> rinky dink treadmill. We'll see, we'll see how long it lasts. That's all hey, it's the little engine that could, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, you know, it's good to be back feeling healthy 100%. Uh, but definitely a lot better than I sound like death, right? No, no voice, couldn't sing, karaoke mm-hmm. night was kind of lacking. Yeah, You know, but, you know, I appreciate all the prayers everyone had for me, especially people close to me. John always said he was praying for me. It was. Uh, I thought it wasn't working
0: for a minute there. <laughs> well, so I told him as I was praying that he got sicker. So I, just <laughs> had to, uh, I had to had to reverse <laughs> that, the prayers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot. It helped a lot. Really appreciate it. How about yeah. you? What's going on with you? Well, not much. Just uh, living up here and the great city in new york with a governor who wants to mandate things oh my goodness so yeah we're not going to get into all that but that affects my wife's job so that's been a little stressful but Mm -hmm. i've had an awesome opportunity on the 17th of september taught a uh workshop on spiritual warfare (laughs) at a conference for the christian missionary alliance which went really well um when they find out that you were uh in the military, they tend to just think that spiritual warfare is what you're going to teach for the rest of your life. (laughs) Oh, you deployed to combat, teach spiritual warfare. Um, so that went really well, been preaching at a church in Niagara Falls. So if you're in Niagara Falls area, listening to this Niagara community church in Niagara Falls is the place to go. Um, I preach there once a month. And, uh, so both the, uh, that message and, um, the spiritual warfare uh workshop i recorded so if there's ever a time that Bron and i can't get together to record over the two-week period those will be used as like fillers so uh just so that way we can kind of keep it
1: rolling i need to go there with you one of these days you know to that church. yeah yeah i've always wanted to go 10 <laughs> years i've been up over 10 years i've been up here. I've Never nerve into niagara falls well, you know that's your fault. <laughs> I've been to a, I've been to a couple of Bills games. Yeah, hey, hey. oh boy, that was my office, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, but if you're here in Watertown near Ford Drum, highly suggest you check out uh, Parkside Bible Church, which is the church uh, mm-hmm. that go to. And um, it's we're going through a series in Romans right now. It's been really good. So, uh, so yeah, highly encourage you guys to check that out. So tonight we are going to be talking about. God's law of combat. Now, when you hear that, especially as a Christian, um, you're like, God has laws for combat, like how we should engage in war. And uh, especially our brothers who are just war guys who think that Christians shouldn't engage in warfare at all. Um, These laws obviously come from the Old Testament, from the book of Deuteronomy. So if you're uh, listening and you have your Bible with you um, and you're not just milling the grass like I do when I uh, listen to podcasts, turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy 20. And that's uh, Deuteronomy 20. And so the theme or purpose of the book of Deuteronomy is Moses is preparing the Israelites to enter the promised land. Um, They've been wandering around in the wilderness uh, till that generation that, uh, you know, Rejected God, uh, all died off, and now the Israelites are about to enter the promised land. They spent 40 years, like I said, wandering around in that, in that wilderness, and so a new generation went into the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. So Moses, in the book of Deuteronomy, gives his last instruction to his people uh, here in this book, and uh, we see that he reiterates a lot of the laws God has given, uh, and he also tells them how to live righteously before God in a foreign land. And, uh, in this book, he instructs them, or excuse me, in this chapter, he instructs them how they are going to wage war against the people they're about to face, because what they're about to do is they're about to go into the land and they're going to wage a lot of war and they're going to kill a lot of people. Joshua, um, and we talked about this, one of our other, one of our earlier podcasts, um, that joshua was about to lead men in combat like this wasn't he was just walking behind and everything was hunky-dory like this was he was going to be the general who you know had he had to lose guys he had he had to kill people he had to all this stuff is falling on joshua so um this is moses's kind of last commands to his people and as we understand the laws that god uh gives his people uh, we understand that in the Old Testament, there's a, a threefold or a three division of the law. So there's three different types of law. And those are the judicial laws for the nation of Israel itself. They're the sacrificial laws. And then they're the moral law of God. And so as Christians, Christ came. And when Christ came, he uh, he fulfilled the law. And we no longer live under that law, but a law of grace uh, or a period of grace. So... Um, we no longer follow the judicial or the sacrificial laws because Christ has been sacrificed Mm -hmm. for our sins. He's the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Also, we understand that we are not the nation of Israel. So Mm -hmm. we're not going to live the same way, but the moral law still tells us how to live for God. Mm -hmm. And these laws for combat do not fall under moral law. They fall under uh, judicial law. So this was how the nation of Israel was going to go in and fight the enemy. But that doesn't mean that we can't learn things from these laws. We learn a lot about the character of God. We learn a lot about what He expects out of people who uh, love and serve Him. And so um, that is kind of what we come to when we come to Deuteronomy 20. And so, in that time, I hope that you have gotten to Deuteronomy 20. If you want to read along with us in your Bibles, I will be reading out of the ESV version, um, the Elect Standard Version, mm-hmm. as they say. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, I'm going to start off, unless you got any, you got anything to add before we no, 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 no. dive in. All right. First off, what are these things called? Lumpia. Lumpia. Do you want to explain to why I take a bite?
1: Well, it's like a Filipino egg roll. So usually they're filled with pork, chicken, or beef, like they're ground or minced up. Right. Uh, usually you serve it with like a chili sauce, you know, because I'm a Pacific Islander. You know, I grew up eating this sort of thing. Uh, really good snack.
0: I'm I enjoy good. them.
1: Yeah, they're they're really good. I, I wish I had some of the chili. So I might have some, or I can make some. I'm a real good cook. Uh, but yeah, he's not single, ladies. <laughs> <like that>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, not married though. Yeah, so, uh, you know. yeah. But uh, truthfully, well, when you read ESV, I got the NIV up, and the first part, like before oh, we get into it, it, says "going to war." Going to war. Look at that. Yeah, mine says
0: "law concerning war." There you so. go. Yeah. We're gonna call it God's Laws for Combat. There you go. So that's gonna be the title of our combat. Lesson. Combat. And so, <laughs> so, starting in verse one, when you go out to war against your enemies, and see horses and chariots and a, and any, <clears throat> excuse me, and an army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to the battle and the priest shall come uh, forward and speak to the people, they shall say to them, hero Israel, today you are drawing near for the battle against your enemies. Let not your heart be faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord, your God, is he who goes with you to the fight uh, for you against your enemies to give you victory. So. First thing we need to talk about is that when we go to war as the American army, or if you're Canadians, I know we got some Canadian uh, listeners. Uh, if you're going to war as a Western country, um, though our ideals are rooted in, uh, in a Christian worldview, as a Christian nation, we are not waging war the same way or for the same reasons that was going on here. So God was going to win all the battles for Israel. If you study the book of Joshua, like there's really not much combat in there or like strategy. It's like we had talked about earlier tonight, like they're marching around the wall yeah, and it falls down. Like, that's the kind of stuff that's going on. So that way, it shows that God is the yeah. one who's winning these battles. It's not really a battle drill, is it? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no wall battle. There's no Jericho battle drill. <laughs> and so, that sounds pretty cool. But, yeah, it does kind uh, of sound cool. They <laughs> should name a bomb the Jericho. Oh, the J like a J, like a J J-Dab? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Take note. Uh, anyway, so but there are three things that we learned from this that we can learn. Uh, so I put this section is, is have no fear. So number one is to face our enemies with no fear. So you're going to be afraid. You're going to have that fear inside you, but it's courage that puts that fear, pushes it down and you continue on, uh, getting on with the mission. So you have to have that attitude, like a confident attitude. We can do this. We can win. Um, God is, I mean, he can, but he's probably not going to like descend with an angel army from heaven and smite the enemies before you. i never seen that happen. <laughs> I mean, I have you. Wait, weren't you a guardian angel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were guardian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, so, but you still need to have an attitude and a lot of this has to do with the attitude of, of no fear. Uh, when I was in two two seven, the Wolfhounds out in Hawaii in the 25th, that was their motto was have no fear on earth. And it's just that mentality, like no fear on earth. Mm-hmm. Like we, we got this. So you got anything on, on that? Well, I know
1: both my tours on any patrols I went on, like it's sort of weird. Like you're, it wasn't like you're scared. I'm not. I wouldn't say it was scared. There was kind of like a, a nervousness, but you weren't like scared. You know, even when bullets start flying, like that. There wasn't one point in any firefight I was in, especially on my first tour, that I was scared. You know, like you weren't in the heat of the moment. Like you were just focused on, you know, uh, suppress, you know, suppressing the enemy, you know, and trying to win the battle. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look back, there wasn't. A moment that i was scared even when i was leaving for afghanistan in 2011 i'm like i wasn't scared and you know my 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 ex-wife was always like were you scared and i'm like i wouldn't say i was scared i was ready mm. and i'm not sure i came from like a background being a christian and like believing like you know no matter what no matter what like uh you know my faith in god it's gonna keep me you know I'll be fine, mm-hmm. you know, even if something bad were to happen. Of course I'm scared that you know my children and you know the people I was leaving, but like I would I'm I wasn't afraid to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't I don't know if that makes sense or not. For and this is actually what reading this when you sent me the email, what was going on that that's the first thing that came to mind, especially when it says, you know, don't be faint-hearted. You know, like it's just uh, you just have to be a, a I don't know, like it's just a mentality sort of mm-hmm. thing. And this Sort of mentality to have, like I just picture like an officer giving this speech, <laughs> you know, mm. like a like a like a general patent type of officer, just like like General Moses. You no, know, some <laughs> General Moses.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, that's my yeah. On uh, yeah,
0: for me, it was when I wrote letters to my son, uh, my wife, and my dad before I left or my parents and i gave my dad the letters and was mm-hmm. like all right well if something happens like this is um this is the letters yeah uh, my death letters or whatever and then yeah I, now i was after that it was kind of like okay whatever happens happens yeah. you know i was at peace uh um, yeah i think that's, that's what it was. It, was it was like at peace. peace there was yeah. a peace about it yeah and i yeah. like i wanted to think i was like the guy in the one of those movies the um Band of Brothers movies. Remember Mm -hmm. that lieutenant who like runs around and he's just like, "I'm already dead, man." Oh yeah. (laughs) Like I wanted to think I was like that. I was not like that. I wasn't that cool. There's no doubt about that. But like, I definitely had that mentality of like, "All right, I'm already dead." Like, you have you have to have that.
1: Yeah, and I don't think there's no room for cowardice, Mm -mm. right? Because if you show any sign of like being afraid, you could get people hurt or killed. You can get yourself hurt or killed if you show a little fear of doing your job correctly there has to be some sort of reckless abandonment to fear and just you know what what do like if you think of a medal of honor recipient right most of the time they're what what is, what is their citation state with with disregard for his own, safety. His own yeah. safety like he went you know like those are like the, you have to sort of disregard you know yeah it's it's tough to explain but but yeah yeah you're at a peace with something bad to happen.
0: yeah yeah that's one of the points later on down we're going to dig into that a little bit more um and so the second thing we see in these verses is remember what the lord has done for you in the past for us in the past and um a lot of this goes to like hey and, and i and in my so these will be put out as like a in our blog post later, probably months from now, um, they're going to be in, in cycle, uh, page about each of these. So, um, so we'll go into a little more detail on that, but a little more structured, but not just remembering what the Lord has done for you in the past, but remembering what you've done in the past this is the way I look at this too, is like, so remembering what the Lord has, what he's delivered you from. Yes. Um, cause right here for the Lord, your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Like Let's remember what, what we've been through already. Um, and so, but also with that, like, remember you've made it out of situations before. And I think that's where for me, hard training comes into Mm -hmm. play is like if you haven't trained really hard situations, uh, when you face a very hard situation, it's going to be a lot harder to, to overcome that. But if you've already Mm -hmm. trained for it or you've trained harder, you're like okay, I we can make it. We can make it through this, because mm-hmm. um, like you said, if you start losing hope, like you know, and so people start mm-hmm. doubting, second guessing, like that's it can be bad. Mm-hmm. So and as Christians, I mean, this this goes into like any battle we have as Christians, like spiritual warfare as well. Like remember what the Lord has done for you in the past. Remember you can make it out of these situations. Um, so if I mean, if He wills, obviously, uh, but mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, that's the second point and then the third point is seek the lord and his will and um or excuse me and his word and the next thing is that we see that the priests come forward to speak to the people and they say hero israel today you are drawing near the uh, battle of your enemies let not your heart be faint do not fear or panic or be dread for the lord your god uh <clears throat> is he who goes with you to the fight uh for you against your enemies and will give you victory so like Seeking out God, like, you know, and our we don't have priests that come into battle. We have the chaplains or you have, if you're a Christian soldier out there, like you're that guy, like speak what the Lord has for this. have a prayer before you go in something, you know, you know, I, I remember one hearing a story of a chaplain, used to like bless the bullets that were going to go like slay the terrorists. I was like, that's pretty much the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, now nah, I never experienced nah. that, but, um, you know do like seek the lord like have proclaim what the lord says like hey you know before you go on a patrol especially if you know it's gonna be dangerous like maybe ask the guys around you like hey if this goes sideways like do you know where you're going mm-hmm. when you die like say or you know hey we've made it out of worse the mm-hmm. lords deliver us and always focus on the lord the lord's delivered us before from this mm-hmm. we can make it through again so that
1: does sound good some bullets I could just picture that. It sounds like you've got the battle
0: vampire. Or something like, <laughs> like Sprinkle the holy there. oil. Yeah. And so, so that's all I got for verses one through four. You got anything to yeah. add before we move on? All right. So moving on. Verse five through seven. And the officer shall speak to the people saying, is there any man who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in battle and another man dedicate it. Is there any man who has planted a vineyard and has not enjoyed his fruit? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man enjoy his fruit. And is there any man who has betrothed to a wife and has not uh, taken her? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in battle, and another man take her. And so how I labeled this was considerations when drafting, enlisting, and re-enlisting. Again, this is a different style of fighting like in our military it's an all volunteer force uh you you get a choice to come into the army and even when we're drafting we give people choices to be conscientious objectors uh, meaning that they won't do the actual killing and so if that's where your conscience dictates you should go if you get drafted um then go that way i don't think you can be a conscientious objector and join the army and volunteer force I don't know though. Well, uh, I don't know yeah, if you uh, that. being a conscious object joining a volunteer force. Mm. I mean, I've like, never you're, heard of you joining. You are the force, so like you're doing it on your own will.
1: I think a lot of things with a conscious objector. I think, uh I mean, I speak from my dad being one. He mm. got tried to go to Nam, but and he refused to go. He's you know stating he's really just conscious, so he went to prison, but. I think you know. I I never really talked about it, but when I when I think about it a lot, you know, he probably like didn't want to kill anybody. You know, mm. yeah. You know, and now, and I think if, and that's what you, we should like if anybody knows anybody, reach out to us. You know, I would like to see what what they're thinking mm. was joining the military, being a constant objector. I mean, obviously, you can pick what job you do. Not all jobs require you to like be in the fight, mm. uh, but most jobs you know, are important to the fight, right? Yeah,
0: we got veterinarians,
1: we got yeah. dentists, Dennis, we got everything, so, you know, see, like, like in the Navy, CBs, you know, mm. what was CBs in the Air Force, like, they're, like, you know, there's a lot of jobs, so, like, very interesting thought, if they, if, you know, very, I don't know, like, it, it's just, don't, and if you're thinking of joining the Army, and you are a constant objector, and you're kind of, like, stuck on a bubble, like, <laughs> think about else, it, like, yeah. this. think about it, yeah, like, listen, like you could support the fight without being in the fight. Right. Mm. You know, every being in the infantry, being a combat role is like the main mission of the military, but we need the support roles. You all, everyone's vital to the fight. All those little jobs, you know, that be, big, uh, play a big part in the bigger picture of or, or military,
0: mm. but yeah. Oh yeah. And I think, I mean, I also think that going further than just the military, our economy plays a massive part too. So if you're making boots, Mm, for soldiers yeah. i mean uh jocko Willink. um and if you guys don't know who that is he has a he has a podcast called the jocko podcast but he also is an investor in a oh, owner in a company called origin Maine, mm-hmm. and they make boots and so he did this speech for them that uh about like the importance of the American economy in fighting wars. Mm-hmm. It was, it was very good. Cause I never really thought about like the American economy being a driving force in these uh, you know, in the war, in the war effort, but it yeah. is true. And so, so I say that to say like, we're not drafting, but we could draft again. If we got in world war three. Like you guys were running around with pink hair. Like, I'm sorry, you're, you're probably going to get drafted. Like we don't care that you spent the last, 20 years studying gender studies like you, you're 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 getting a gun and you're going to go fight. Now we hope that that never happens. Yeah. Um but that could happen again. I mean there there's nothing I mean we just recently the I think the house voted on having women to be drafted. So which I don't believe is a biblical thing. I think anytime especially here it's always the men are gathering to go fight. Um, Everything's about military age males in scripture, about fighting. I think in the past, that's the way it's always been in our country is the way it's always been. Um, so in combat roles, I don't really believe my personal opinion is that women should not be fighting in combat roles. Um, if you disagree. Like You said, reach out to us. We'd love to have a conversation. Um, but that's that's my opinion on it. But so what this comes in, in in my opinion, is uh is like these are some reasons that if you're looking to join or if you're drafting people or you're thinking about re-enlisting and you're in, like you need to uh, you need to think about these things. And so uh, in Paul Kurtzman's com- popular commentary of the Bible, he writes on this section of verses, quote, independent human life is here recognized in three beginnings, house building as the first foundation, the planting of a vineyard as the first enlargement of the relations of life and betrothal as the first completion of independent position in life the lord did not want the social and economic order disorganized by the war uh, by war he does not want to take away from his people the enjoyment of any of the blessings which he supplies end quote and so um so in this time, these are these are things, these are milestones in people's lives. Uh, and so going to war and if we see it throughout and at the end of every single one of these verses, you know, is that another man may enjoy his fruit, that another man will dedicate his house and another man will take his wife. And so and we talked about this, I think, in our last podcast is like there, you have to understand if you're in this job, you could die. That can happen um and so you can train to mitigate it you can you know be in a job that isn't infantry or isn't combat arms mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you know a mortar round doesn't you know it doesn't, doesn't care who you yeah are. it doesn't yeah. care who you are and so um and that's just that's the reality and you know we know god is sovereign and and what he cho- and what happens is, is what happens on this earth but You need to consider if you're going into the Army, if you're enlisting, or if we're about to do a draft, I say it as, like, do you have a family? So, like, if you think that by re-enlisting, you could lose your wife, God prioritizes your family over your job. If your wife is, if you're in like the guard or reserves and you can choose to deploy, um, instead of your unit coming out of a deployment and you're volunteering for these deployments and you've already volunteered for like three and your wife's looking at you saying like, if you volunteer for another deployment, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be here when you get back. Like your responsibility as a, as a man of God is to say, okay, like put your ego aside Put the idolizing of the uh, of the job aside because it's it is a job you enjoy. The military is a job you can enjoy. You can enjoy what you're doing uh, sometimes too much, <laughs> mm. um, but you know you need to you need to think about your family. Do you have a job set up or a business? If you're in the Guard Reserve, especially, like do I have do I have a business that's going on? And if I volunteer to deploy. Is it going to ruin that business? Now you have to weigh that. Like you also are in the guard or reserves, so you should deploy. You should go fight in wars. You didn't just join to sit around and get a free college, or at least you shouldn't. So that goes into why am I joining the military? Why am I going into a combat role? If the and if and if it's like with me, I was a single guy. I was fresh out of college. I was like, I'm going to go in the infantry. I'm going to kick in doors and shoot people in the face. Like that was my, literally why I wanted to go in the army. Mm -hmm. Everyone in my, it's funny because everyone in my basic training wanted to be a sniper. And I just wanted to be a saw gunner. That's what I wanted to be. The saw is the law. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be a saw gunner. I just wanted to kick in doors and shoot people. Mm -hmm. And I ended up being a sniper and everyone else ended up being whatever, Um, you know, the saw gunners, but, but but uh, yeah. Why are you joining? And if situations change when you're in and you're coming up on your reenlistment time, like think about like, do I have a family? Do I have kids now? Like for me, I have two kids. So like reenlisting in the infantry, especially with no war going on, not really the best thing for my family, you Mm -hmm. know, it's moving on with my life. And so that's why I I kind of take this section of scripture and that's how I would I would teach it to someone is like, what are the situations in your life that you maybe shouldn't be a soldier right now? So she got
1: No, I got nothing on that. You wanted to be a southerner? I didn't. I was a southerner. I was too. Uh, I did it before I soccer. went
0: over to well, I actually was I did it when I was in recon. Uh, I was a saw gunner and the RTO at the same yeah. time. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's I carried, some heavy weight. Yeah. I carried all the ammo and radio and the batteries because I was, it was during. ASIP? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. I was, I was the ARTO. So we were in the, not to get into too much recon stuff, but like we were in the serve site. So you had to have saw and you had to have the ASIP. And we were down a guy because he got hurt for a, like a, we were in, we was in jungle schools. We were in it for like a month back then it was a month and so they were like yeah guess what you're going to be the saw gunner and the arto and i'm like well you like hey, are like you can't carry the saw." And like, nope all right roger that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's,
1: Oh, that, that's that's a that's a tight workbook right there
0: oh yeah was, you're already heavy
1: from saw and ammo and then you gotta then you gotta asip
0: and then plus batteries and we distributed a lot of the weight but still yeah it wasn't wasn't that fun <laughs> mm. So back to uh, the Bible, and uh, we're going go to go into the next point. And so this is uh, this is it. <laughs> and the officers shall speak further to the people and say, "Is there any man who let who is fearful or faint-hearted? Let him go back to his house, uh, lest he make the heart of his fellows melt like his own." And so this is kind of like going into what we talked about before. And so um, you need to be courageous. You need to put the fear. If you, if you are fearful, you need to put it aside. Um, you need to be aggressive. You always need to be advancing. Um, now, sometimes you need to attack, do a tactical retreat, but the, the mindset, if you wait and you stop, you um, and anyone who's even been in a training scenario understands this. Like if you just stop and you start to become indecisive, if you're not maneuvering, they're maneuvering. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. And so you need to be aggressive. You need to keep the, keep the pedal to the metal, as I say. You need to keep the pressure on. Um, and so that attitude, if you're a leader, and so if you're an NCO and um, we're in, in a team leader position above, like having that attitude sets the tone for everybody else. But as we see here in verse 8, they they talk about these people, and it says, lest he makes the heart of his fellows melt like his own. So if you also have a negative attitude, it affects those around you. And if one guy, you're always going to have someone who's moaning, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But if that that one guy then becomes two. And it becomes three.
1: Yeah. And
0: then you start feeling pains that you just blocked out. Like your feet start hurting, even though they weren't hurting before. Yeah. Just because of the negative attitudes around you. And God understands that. And He's like, look, if anyone, and again, if you're in and you're a coward, stop being a coward until your time's up. <laughs> you know, like you don't have a choice. You're already in. If you don't think you can do this job if that's not your attitude. Like I, when I was doing my speech in spiritual warfare um, or my sermon or whatever on spiritual warfare um, and a kid came up to me, he was thinking about going to the military and he was like, I want to, you know, I'm thinking about being, I thought about being a sniper like you that were. And I was like, okay. And I was like, he's like, but I don't think I could do it. And I was like, well, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like it is physically possible to do it. If I can do it. Anyone can do it. And he was like, well, I just don't think I have the attitude. And then I said, no, then don't do it. Hmm. I was like, you know, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to, you yeah. know. I'm not that, gonna, that
1: mentality, that's not something you want. Yeah. You want to be
0: that A-type mentality. And you want to be yeah. a guy who says like, oh, I can do it. Like, yeah. I would rather have that guy and reel him back yeah. in a little bit yeah. than, or maybe set him up to fail in training, in training, set him up to fail a couple of times yeah. so he realizes that, not maliciously, but like put him in really complex situations yeah. where he's gonna. You say, "Look, you need to be a little bit more humble. You need to figure this out." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you got anything on the the attitude aspect? Well, I
1: mean, of course, you want you want everybody to have that. that no, thank you. you. Have the right attitude, where like they're the 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 go getters, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to be in the military, any type of you know law enforcement you want people who want to be there yeah you know, but you're gonna you're gonna get those people who are have that mentality who set a toxic environment for the rest of the people and can bring everybody down right yeah but a mark i think a lot of a mark of a good leader is if he gets one of those people can he can he sway that young soldier's mm-hmm. mind or that soldier's mind or that officer's mind that that the uh, border patrol agent's mind to like to, to be there in the moment and to mm-hmm. And to thrive, right? Because I've been there when I was a platoon sergeant. I got I got a soldier, yeah. We call him Jerry from day one till this <laughs> day. He's out and I'm out and I still call him Jerry, right? He showed up the very first day. He's like, Sarge, I made a mistake. You know, I don't want to be in the army, right? And like I sent up an NCO, one of my team, th- one of my team to go pick up a battalion because you get the phone, call. hey, we got a guy for you. All right. He gets to me, the team leaders like this guy. I'm going to tell you right now. He doesn't want to be here. Do you want me to smoke him? <laughs> I was like, well, let me talk to him first. So he said, and he gives me a spiel about, like, he doesn't want to be there. I made a mistake. And can we just like figure out a way to get me out? And I told him like, give me six months. And in six months, if you're not loving what you do, then I promise you we'll figure out a way to get you I'll out. chapter you. <laughs> Basically, we'll yeah. find a way to chapter Because yeah. you know what? I did that with an NCO. I had an NCO, one of the best NCOs I've ever served with Sergeant Arnold. Like this dude looked like the Puerto Rican Zeus, right? <laughs> this guy was like he did straw man competitions. Mm. This guy was this guy was not scared of anything. But there came a time where like he got married, his wife was sick, but she only place she can get care was like in Jersey. The army wouldn't move him down there. Only left thing for him to do, and he try to finish out his contract, but he signed like a six-year contract. And he was like two years into that six-year contract, you know? And so I, we found a way to get him out. Mm. He had to get chapter, but I've in my more, my moral compass said it was the right thing to do for his family. And he, and you know, they've had, they have five kids now. His wife Mm. is a lot healthier and he is loving his life. And I think I, and that kid, and that kid, that private six months later, he was a team leader, Mm. you know? He went he went to airsoft school. He went to WOC, became a sergeant. You know, he actually got a better opportunity to leave the military and again, the contract work to support his family better. And that's what he did. And he would not have done be in his position where he was in if he didn't give me a chance. Mm -hmm. And he was not. He was kind of cowardice, but good leaders can make any soldier or any person into the best versions of himself.
0: Yeah. But then, I
1: don't want a coward. If, it, if that guy in six months later such don't like this, out. Like yeah. I will find a way to get you out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And because like we had said before, like the momentum is is key. And so if you have guys who are gonna bring back that momentum, and that's mm-hmm. not just in, in the fight itself, like that's in the training. Like now you need to be balanced, right? You mm-hmm. can't just be overly aggressive and get yourself into a really stupid situation um mm-hmm. but you have to have a default aggressive mindset if you're getting shot at you don't sit there and wait to see you know you know mm-hmm. you know you shoot back like you know that's oh yeah yeah you know what i mean because like three d's three d's exactly yeah. and so like you know we're not built on a on a uh let's wait for the top leader to tell us exactly what move no. we have to make no every no. soldier is responsible to yeah. be aggressive yeah um but again, you have to keep it in check. Yeah. <laughs> that, was that story I was telling you about the day with my boss, right? Mm.
1: With like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I just want you to be aware I'm doing it. I'd rather get you, i rather you chew me up now than two weeks when you find out I did it. Like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so it's important. And like, I'm glad you brought that up about if you have guys who are cowardly like that, like, you as a leader need to take ownership yeah. and need to be responsible or put yourself in a spot or a place to be responsible for them growing into being a better soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some guys that they, they just won't.
1: Yeah. You've dealt with it. Yeah. And it's the oh, most yeah.
0: frustrating
1: and it takes so much time out of you as a leader yeah. or as a soldier mm-hmm. to, because most of your time is spent on this one guy.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, that's 80% of your time is spent on 20% of your people. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. It's just,
1: but the easiest thing to do in the army, just do the right thing.
0: three years get out
1: yeah you know show up on time be in the right uniform uh and don't complain keep your mouth shut you do those three things right you will have the most easiest career in the army Mm. or any type of any type of military service but do those three things correctly and you will find yourself having a good career i'd like uh it's so easy
0: (laughs) All right, well, moving on. Let's <laughs> This is, is upsetting. Yeah. All right, so moving on. So in verse 9, it just talks about, and when the officers have finished speaking to the people, then the commanders shall appoint the head of the people. So again, that we don't really do that, uh, so we're not really going to dive into that verse. That's just the way they fought war. Um, what happens now, what we're going to talk about is in verse 10 through 11. And so it says, when you draw near to the city to fight against it, offer terms of peace. And if it responds to you peaceably and opens and opens to you, uh, then all the people who are found in it shall do forced labor for you and shall serve you. Now, obviously, um, and when I put out the devotional for this one, I'll, I get into a little bit more. Verse 11, where it talks about uh, having the people do forced labor for you. Look, if you're Joe and you're listening to this and you think you're going to go into a village and then you see someone, you're like, do my laundry. Like, that's that's not that's not what we're advocating that was the the way it was in ancient times um now we do when we go places i think the system that america has um though flawed it is at times is that we'll pay like we pay handsomely people to do things for us when we go to war um which is why we always find ourselves in wars because people mm-hmm. make money. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there are a lot of Afghans making a lot of good money. Um, they were, yeah. And so uh, they, that's part of, that's part of the job. You get the local populace involved um, as an infantryman. That's not really your job, at least not on the NCO level, maybe on the officer level, you, you manage British. a little bit of that, but um, yeah, you, that's not, the main part of this verse is making people do forced labor for you. The main part of this verse is, is, yeah, yeah, fill up my bag. Uh, (laughs) And we all know that it's Jojo who gets to do that. Um, And so the main thing here is try a peaceful solution for us first. Now, if you're in the infantry, the peaceful solution has already been tried. There's a reason you're there. So for us, this isn't really, okay, yes, as a overall strategy of war, try the peaceful solution first, but also escalation of force. Mm. Like someone's looking at you sideways. Don't just start screaming at them. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, no, don't start shooting at them. Mm -hmm. Start screaming at them. Like start the escalate. What is it? uh, Shout. Shoot. Shoot.
1: Shoot. Shout, shove, shoot. No, (laughs) No.
0: it's show, yeah, shout, and shoot. But
1: it's well, it's shoot, show, shout, shoot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's a three. S it's you show first, like, hey, like, I mean, business, I mean, business,
0: and then you yell, I mean, business, and then you show show them them the business, business. (laughs) (laughs) then you give them the business. (laughs) But yeah, so I think, uh, you're on a patrol. You get shot at, like, all that goes out the door. Um, But you try a peaceful solution first. You try to build relationships uh, within the village. Now, again, if you're NCO, like, especially a team leader below, this isn't really applying to you. Get your guys ready for war uh, to go kill people. That's your job. Um, But if you're in the higher echelons, like, building the relationship with the people around you can stop bad things from happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, having good relationships with whoever what? runs the village or hearts you know, and
1: minds. Yeah, hearts and minds.
0: And so, I mean, there's a point, there is a point to all that. And I think where this goes, especially, and if any of our listeners um, are in the police forces, this definitely applies uh, to you guys. Um, at least right now is the year 2021. Police forces are not looked on very favorably in our country um now there's towns like like this town where people love their police yeah. um but then you're looking at the big city police forces you know the people that cries for defund the police mm-hmm. things like this like you always try the peaceful solution first um you know and and, and they do I, mean, I don't you don't really see cops pulling up to a, a scene unless it calls for it pulling up to a scene guns blazing and just start mowing people down you know Two, in the, two in the chest, one in the head. Like you don't really see that. You no know, John McCain's. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> and so, and so you don't really see that going on right now, uh, or or ever in the police force, uh, unless it calls for it. But you guys, I mean, you guys are wearing body cams. You guys are every time so there's a shooting in the news. It doesn't even matter if it's justified or not. You guys are in the doghouse. It seems like, and so. Trying the peaceful solution first of the lowest force necessary is extremely important. And and you know that we know it, uh, as infantry guys, and so yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that you do overseas, especially when you're done with like the with the offensive phase of the any operation, like you're down to like the keeping right, and most of it's policing.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, most of it is policing, and I tell you what, like. That is it's hard because as an infantryman, we're born to like, you know, shoot, move, communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're it's not, we're not talk to police. It's it really goes against and our nature because that's the one thing like they said, like I, I was reading, I heard something wasn't reading. I don't read. Uh you can't read. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> but uh it's that the army does a bad job at that part. Mm-hmm. Once you offensively Accomplish your mission like you 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 the campaign moves into a whole phase like the army does a bad job especially in recent times of maintaining and then and then exiting those are the two parts of the phase that the army in modern era is really lacking right now Mm -hmm. Uh, but definitely policing i have a really you know i i have a lot of police officers come to the uh my my dealership that i work at and i definitely always appreciate what they do especially when they tell mm-hmm. me what they see every day you know like it's you know i i, I respect very much and i thank y'all for your service mm-hmm. but yeah
0: sorry for that go no well, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah and so i think that yeah we're talking about policing like i think people want a quick solution the problems that are not quickly solved.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Um, And I think that's part of the problem. I mean, we're still in Korea. We're still in, we're still in Germany. We're still in Japan. So these things take time. Uh, But that's not, that's neither here nor there. It's not Mm -hmm. why we're uh, that's peace after, (laughs) but, but the second section I'm going into verse 12 is peace had its chance. (sighs) And so, but if, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if it makes no peace with you, but makes war against you, then you shall besiege it. And then the Lord, your God gives it into your hand. And here it is to salivate at the mouth. She'll put all its mouths to the sword. Kill.
1: That's pretty descriptive.
0: All. Yeah. And so I wrote down when in doubt, 240 out. <laughs> like, like And um when peace had its chance it's time to go when rounds start cracking it doesn't matter like it's it's time to go uh and at that point you need to this is what you need to train for like this is the part that we that we do right Mm -hmm. this is what we pride ourselves on but in in, and going back to the police thing it's like look this is the spot where it's Either you go home or they go home. Like either you're going home to your wife and kids or they're going home to the wife and kids. Mm. We're fortunate that all this stuff happens in the military, that all this stuff happens overseas. We can literally remove ourselves from the area that it's happening. If you're a police officer in Chicago, like, you know, it's like, let called call Act Chirac for a reason. <laughs> like you know, like that's what they call it. Man? Yeah, yeah. And so, like Chicago is, I mean, it's just as bad as some of the comp combat that yeah. that we've had to face as soldiers. And but you you go home in Chicago, like you go to the suburbs, probably. And uh-huh. I mean, because you'd be dumb, in my opinion, and no offense, but you know, I would not live where I am policing, mm-hmm. like because then people find for your out safety, where I live. For exactly your safety for me yeah. and my family your safety and i'm i'm sure you guys are tracking and so like um yeah you guys don't we get to go home but you guys this is where you need to be we need to be 100 and so Mm -hmm. i when i was a when i was a sniper they always said shooting is 10 of your job but you better be 100 when you do it Mm -hmm. and so yeah this is what we train for so yeah uh I can't imagine
1: being a policing in a city and you still and you live in that city you know because like in the army or in the military you know OPSEC right like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what well, we go to we go to Afghanistan we go to Iraq oh you know we still have to be very sensitive about our information so mm. to protect you know ourselves and our family back home and at Imagine these cops, man!
0: Like, it's crazy.
1: Anyway, moving on.
0: Yeah, and so, so the next the next uh, section here, verses fourteen through eighteen, are not really applicable. Uh, So we're just gonna kind of skip over them. Uh, They're more about like the people in the land, um, how to treat the women and children, things like this. Uh, And so, taking plunder things like that like we're not you know we literally can't take plunder like i did take a sword back no, um, not <laughs> open. yeah exactly yeah if you can sneak it you know but i got yeah, you're not
1: allowed to take war trophies anymore yeah no, no not
0: anymore i mean i got so i got awarded a sword by the romanian army um for you know being <clears throat> what they felt was the best warrior there with them now i Adamantly disagreed with them because <laughs> they were a lot better people than I than me. But I snuck that baby home in a uh in a it is a
1: cool sword, yeah, yeah.
0: I snuck that baby home in our uh sniper case so that way when they scanned it, it was right under the sniper rifle, so you wouldn't really be able to tell. But that's all I got. That bad baby. nice, yeah. I had a sneaker, sneaky sneak, so uh, you didn't claim it in customs, yeah, <laughs> yeah claiming that. I tried to take my grenade. Do you after. have any fruit or vegetables? <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, <laughs> I got a kind of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And so, so our next section of verses is 19 through 20. And so it says, when you besiege a city for a long time, making war against it in order to take it, you shall not destroy its trees by wielding an axe against them. You may eat the fruit from them, but you shall not cut them down. Are the trees in the, are the trees in the field human? that and that they should be besieged by you only the trees that you know are not trees for food you may destroy cut them down and you may build siege works against the city and that makes war with you until it falls Hmm. so we're going to go green here for Hmm. a little bit hey that's a very it's a very good point yeah it's a very care for the environment um there are and there are people who live there. Yes. Like if you start chopping down fruit trees and, and someone yeah. that's what that's what they're, you know, especially here, like here in New York, right? It's the Apple State. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people make a living off of, you know, and especially in this area, it's all agriculture, all farms. I wouldn't have to pick any last weekend. Uh, oh, look at you. With Alyssa.
1: Oh. It was fun. Yeah. No, it wasn't romantic. <laughs> I don't have to make an apple crisp, though.
0: Yeah. And so like you start chopping down. So if you started. We were at war here, and you started chopping down this dude's apple trees. Yeah, no apple crisp. Yeah, no apple crisp, which would be a travesty. But, but hard apple cider. Yeah, There's yeah, <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things that apples make that we would miss. Um <laughs> But you start ruining that guy's livelihood. Well, guess, well, guess who he's going to support? You know, support the oh, yeah. enemy. You see that? You see that? Yep. Man.
1: You saw, uh, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> on my first tour, uh, we dropped a. FOs dropped a JDAM on a grape hut, right? Mm. And a grape hut in Afghanistan is where they used to dry out the grapes, you know. Uh, two insurgents when they were in there with AKs and, uh, uh, and RPGs and they dropped the JDAM and destroyed the grape hut. We had more issues <laughs> from farmers coming up the next day to our cop and we had like probably like 20 to 30 come up and they're mad and we're mm. like, you know, like, sorry, but you know, they were you we had to destroy it you know what yeah like it, it causes a lot of issues man
0: and yeah and so and also god created this stuff mm-hmm. like he doesn't want it to be destroyed um and so but definitely like he's talking about the fruit trees trees that uh produce food like yeah you don't want to. that's people's livelihoods now you can destroy stuff to make obstacles with now they talk about siege works in here but for us, I mean, making obstacles in a road so that Mm -hmm. way, you know, tanks can't travel Mm -hmm. down or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like that, that's okay but using it to just destroy things, Joe likes to destroy, Joe does like to destroy and when we would do tracking um, more in Hawaii, we did a lot of tracking in Hawaii and when we would track like, you could tell where these dudes were because they're picking things off the trees they're scraping their 240 against the trees they're bored so they start like taking their knife and poking stuff but you know it's, and it's like yeah. and we've all been that joe who's this you're bored you're yeah. trying you're waiting on your team the, leader yeah. the
1: so, best game is get a, a can and some rocks and just start throwing rocks at a can yeah
0: <laughs> yeah Not the best game ever. so joe likes to destroy joe Don't destroy, especially the environment in another area, or really any area, because it's God's environment. But, and we're not, you know, like obviously picking things for food and destroying things for food. Okay. Killing animals to eat. Yeah, that's God. God is okay with that. But if you're over there and you're just shooting things just to shoot them, that's not, it's not good. Well, I like to think of it
1: too. Like, I think. Warfare back then, they relied on natural resource to restock, yeah, so they could move on, right? Mm. So yeah, tell them having these these SOPs, let's say, to Ooh. like don't destroy the environment. You mm. know, you're gonna need them. You're gonna need these farmers to keep growing stuff to supply your army as you move forward. The yeah. supply chain behind you is gonna yeah. be needing these to supply the the fighting force in front of you.
0: Yeah, and like That's we something. and like we talked about with the peace thing too, like. You build these relationships with these mm-hmm. people, especially if you're going to be there for a long time. I mean, look, the last war we were in, they we were there for 20 years. And you're going to be there a while. Man, man. <laughs> so you might as well build a good relationship and start it off and not destroy their farms. They mm-hmm. got to burn an opium field and everyone gets high. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. And that's mm-hmm.
1: crazy to see. Like <laughs> my, When I
0: heard about opium fields in Afghanistan and when I first walked like... Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're pretty opium flowers. It's beautiful opium flowers. And then there's just miles on miles of opium fields. And these Afghan soldiers are just like, hell yeah, baby, we're walking <laughs>
0: through that. Today, like. <laughs> Light it up. <laughs> All right. And so the last thing that we got, we're actually going to jump over to um, chapter 21. Uh, chapter 21, it starts off talking about unsolved murders. Um, but We're going to go into where it says marrying, at least in my Bible, says marrying female captives. This is verse 10 through 14. Um, When you go out to war against your enemies, and the Lord your God gives them into your hand, and you make them captive, and you see among them the captives a beautiful woman, and you desire her to take her to be your wife, and you bring her home to your house, and she shall shave her head, and pair her nails, and she shall take off the clothes in which she was captured, and shall remain in your house, and lament her father, <clears throat> and her mother, a full mouth, or excuse me, a full month, full mouth. Um, and after that, you may go uh, in into her and be her husband, and you shall be, and she shall be your wife. But if you no longer delight in her, she shall, you shall let her go where she wants. But you shall not sell her for money. Nor shall you treat her as a slave since you have already humiliated her. Now, why do we talk about that? Because when your adrenaline is going, especially after a fight, you're horny
1: mm.
0: because your adrenaline's running. Mm. And these, in, this, in these times, they're seeing they're capturing these cities, they just got done with war, and they just see some hot, you know. I want to say Canadian, but it's because it's Canaanites, but not Canaanite. <laughs> Canadians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, you there. You. hey there, Bob. <laughs> uh, hey there, hey there. Hey there yeah. big G.I. Yeah. Joe. What do you like of the maple syrup there? Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, your adrenaline's going, you're horny, and we saw this all the time. You got your desert queens, and they're coming, and they're, you come back. Well, Desert Queen's gonna be there. I don't know what you guys call them. Had, I'm not gonna get into the nickname we had for the one, but like she had soldiers and Afghans that were is going it? going into her in the biblical sense. Oh. Um, so don't do it. It's not worth it. Well, you're
1: supposed to shave her head first. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. But the reason that's in there, and this is my yeah. this is Cooper Cooper interpretation yeah. is that because you're so horny after all this. And yeah, you can wait a month her. and you shave her head. Now she doesn't look as good as when you first saw her. Yeah. Now there's deployment math that's probably put into this as well. So you're knocking down the deployment math even more.
1: Mm.
0: And now after a month, if you're like, you know what? Okay. You I was just crazy. I was just horny. Yeah. You look then... nothing like your blow <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you a captain? <laughs> you had to shave your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Needless to say uh don't um when you come back from a patrol and you're out there don't just start boning whoever you see and then then you get married and I there's tons of people who have gotten married to people that they met especially the Vietnam era guys and so um I mean it happens and still, I mean, I don't really know anyone who married an Afghan that they met overseas, but I'm sure it still happens. Probably. No, yeah. I
1: never know. I, I know soldiers marrying other soldiers they met on deployment or uh, soldiers marrying contractors. Yep. Yeah. They yep. met on deployments.
0: I know that. Yeah. And so my warning um, is to just you're going to your adrenaline's going. You're going to think you're in love and because you're horny. And then. Just give it the nine months, like those Russian stain. barbers you see. Yeah. When you go through five, you get your
1: Those Kazakhstanians cutting your hair.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the last thing I got. You got anything? No.
1: <laughs> this was a show. This yeah. was a podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a Yeah, <laughs> the, the few we we had. Um, <laughs>
1: at this point what was the jesus started with
0: 12 disciples yeah well, we got according to the statistics we got eight so uh, <laughs> right now we're open. this we will bump it up but uh but yeah so we thank you guys for coming out um and listening this is what god says about about warfare uh obviously a little different um because it's not we're not marching around cities Seven times we're that, just blowing them up. I think that's wrong with the <laughs> yeah. We need Yeah, more. There we go. Viruses. Yeah. Um, and so we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and until next time, climb the glory. There we go. Yeah, we haven't thought of anything <laughs> yet. So I was hoping some a pearl of genius would come up there to the top. Yeah. job <laughs> of a good night. <laughs>